Welcome back to Time for Nach. We are Sefer Shmuel Aleph with the 14th Perak of Sefer Shmuel Aleph. If you remember in the 13th Perak, we were about to go to war, Yonasan and Shal with the Plishtim. We'd sent some of the army home, and this was a smaller army, it seems. Shal had been criticized for not waiting for Shmuel to offer the Korban, but now comes the campaign, now comes the war. Yonasan and his servant, they go to the Plishti camp. They make an agreement beforehand. If they're instructed to stop in their tracks, they would obey that command. But if they're told to approach, that would be a sign that they should attack. The Mepharshim and the Gemara speak at length about whether this is called nichush. In other words, this is looking for signs and omens that have no correlation with the event itself. Nichush lo senachshu is an issa. How they were allowed to do this and what circumstances and how. They do discuss this, but that is a longer discussion than we are uh, allowed or, or uh, able to allot. But I'll flag the issue. Yonasan then go into the camp, him and his servant. They're told to approach. They attack and kill 20 people, which causes massive behola, confusion, scenes of panic in the Plishti camp. Shaul senses this confusion. And meanwhile, he puts a curse, public curse on anyone who eats, so that the Klal Yisrael, the army, should attack as soon as possible. Meanwhile, the people killed the Plishtim, uh, and they offered up any of the flock, any of the cattle they took from the spoils. Um, there were two things that went wrong at this point, actually one slightly beforehand. Firstly, without knowing of Shaul, his father's curse, Yonasan eats some honey. Give him energy, I guess. Number one, that we're going to see how they deal with this curse later. Number two is that they ate the meat with blood against halacha, since in a hurry, they didn't notice the blood was absorbed into the meat. It's interesting, even in battle, these fine details do count. Um, Shaul said that you have to slaughter the meat over a stone so people can see the blood, and then only he would be the one to shech the animals for the people. He plunders the Plishtin camp that night, and he asked Hashem whether it was correct. Was he correct to have done so? He doesn't... He doesn't uh, he doesn't receive an answer. He doesn't receive an answer. He realized that therefore someone sinned, someone goes against his curse or went against his curse, and he conducts a goral, a lottery. Uh, eventually, Yonah's son was singled out by the Urim Batumim. Now, the punishment for going against this oath was death. The problem is if Yonah's son has contravened the oath, so he has to be put to death. Shal is in a very difficult position. Shal rules that Yonah's son has to be put to death. It's interesting here he's not showing mercy. But the people protest, and eventually Yonason is spared. After all, they say he only did it for Shogeg, unintentionally, the rights in Posse, uh, Mem- Memhe. The Posseg ends by, the Perak, sorry, ends by listing various different campaigns, military campaigns, and also Shaul's children are listed, either to, either to talk about his prestige, his honor, his genealogy, his continuity, or because they're going to be featuring in the upcoming Prokem. And then it's Perak 14.